Glad to have you with us in this hour, in this final half hour of today's uh, program, celebrating the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. As you hear me say all the time, the greatest American, to my mind, this country's ever produced. Uh, in this final 30 minutes, I am delighted to be joined by Mayor Stephen Reed. He is the 57th mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, and the first African-American to serve as chief executive of this historically rich civil rights mecca. Of course, Montgomery is the site of Dr. King's first pastorate at Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. Been there many times in my career. Of course, the side of the Montgomery bus boycott, which changed things in the South and across the nation, vis-a-vis transportation, uh, so much more rich black American history in this city of Montgomery. And I am pleased to be welcome now, uh, to welcome to this program, I should say, to be joined by uh, the first African-American mayor to leave this historic city of Montgomery, Mayor Stephen Reed. Happy King Day to you, Mayor. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Tavis. Happy King Day to you. How's everything in your world? Man, if I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm just delighted to be in dialogue with you, delighted to be alive on this King Day, and delighted to celebrate your victory as the first African-American to lead the city of Montgomery. As I said, 57 mayors in. Thank God for Jesus. You finally show up. Uh, what what, what, what caused this victory uh, to happen? You know, Tavis, first of all, let me say this. you got to come back here. Uh, I met you on one of your visits here uh, when you were speaking. I would love to have you back. Yes, sir. uh, In the city sometime real real soon. You know, I think, you know, what led me to uh, seek this office was the need for change, answering the call of a generation that had done so much, that cleared so many paths for us, uh, for us to really bring about more – equality, more equity and things from public health to public education, criminal justice reform, all of those were big uh, parts of our platform at the time. And and I had the luxury of actually getting to meet Mrs. King several, several times by mm-hmm. uh, mothers from her uh, hometown. And so I would see Mrs. King uh, in a casual atmosphere, not just those atmospheres uh, in Atlanta and in D.C. and other places, even in Montgomery around this time of the year. So just becoming closer to uh, understanding what they fought for and why I think was a big motivation for myself. Yeah. What is it? Um, what's what's it like being the mayor of such a historic city, um, a, a city that is at the epicenter of the story of black civil rights, black progress in this country? I mean, again, it's it's a historic city for all the reasons I mentioned and all the other reasons I don't have time to go through, but what's it like presiding over a city that is part of the American story when you talk about civil rights? It's humbling. Yeah. You know, if I had to put in one word, it is humbling. Uh, it, it it really is. When I think of this office that, that I'm in right now, I'm at City Hall. We uh, Governor was inaugurated uh, today, and there was a parade right down Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, uh, right down Dexter Avenue, yeah. Dexter Avenue. Baptist Church, which is ironic in terms of what the politics are of Alabama relative to uh, the proximity uh, of the church. And so I came right here to to do a little work. And, you know, one of the things that I think comes along with this office is responsibility. Uh, Responsibility of so many who were leading the struggle for uh, equal rights and and justice uh, right here in Montgomery in Alabama and to carry on beyond uh, this state, but also to make sure that we're putting that into policy. And we aren't just talking about it. I'm I'm a big believer that our generation has to do more than talk. We have to do more than post. We have Mm. to do more than 
uh, share outrage on social media. Uh, we have to be about the business. And I think for, for me, the responsibility is something that I welcome. Uh, it's kind of like being uh, LeBron James or being a late, great Kobe Bryant and having the ball in your hands in the, in the final second with the shot clock winding down. You want to be able to deliver and you want to be able to bring things home for the community. And I think from my standpoint, having grown up in Montgomery, uh, having gone to school at, at Morehouse College and understanding uh, Dr. King's uh, imperfections, mm. understanding his past, uh, to where he was and some of the things that really encapsulated his leadership in those 39 years, it's empowering as well to be in this position to see that dream forward and to implement it in a 21st century way that I believe he and so many of those who marched and protested and lived beside him would want us to do. You said a few things I want to unpack right quick, and I'm going to accept your invitation to come back to Montgomery. I want to make sure I get in that city. Thank you. I want to come back while you are the mayor so I can get treated properly. Well, they always treat me nice in Alabama, yes, but I want to come back and celebrate you having met years ago. I want to come back and celebrate you um, as the mayor of that city, a historic mayor, first African-American to be mayor of Montgomery. I want to come on your watch and spend some time hanging out with you there in the city. Um, but, the, oh, the, but, the, but the very first time I came, Mayor Reed, to your city many, many years ago, I've been invited there many times to speak. Uh, one of the great joys of my life um, was that I had a chance to befriend uh, Mrs. King, who you spoke of earlier, was a dear friend of mine. And Mrs. Rosa Parks was a dear friend of mine. Uh, and I was honored when I was asked to eulogize her at her funeral. There were three funerals mm -hmm. for Rosa Parks, one at her home church there in Montgomery. The second uh, was when she uh, was she lie in repose at the U.S. Capitol, the first woman to, to be so honored in the U.S. Capitol. And then the final service, of course, was at her adopted home of Detroit, back at Greater Grace Church in Detroit, where my friend Bishop Charles Ellis' pastor. Uh, she moved to Detroit yes. after she left Alabama, went there, stayed That's in right. Detroit for many years, working for the late Congressman John Conyers, right? So there were three mm -hmm. different funeral, uh, funeral, uh, funerals, plural, for Rosa Parks. But I was honored to be invited to speak at the first one, uh, at her home church in Montgomery, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was just a great honor in my life because we were such good friends. I raised that because years ago, on my very first trip to Montgomery, I was stunned. I I, I know this history. I've studied it, and I've, at this point, I've written about it, and and uh, I'm just it's it's a part of me. I love the civil rights uh, era in this country's history, and so I think I know a lot about it. But I, when I got to Montgomery, I never really considered the layout of the city. And to, the point, and to the point you made earlier, when I realized how close in proximity Dexter Avenue Baptist Church is, where King first pastored, to the state capitol, I was yeah. stunned yeah. how close they are in proximity. And to your point, they are so close in proximity, but there couldn't be a greater divide between the hallmark uh, of these historic locations in Montgomery with the politics in the state of Alabama, that was fascinating hey, for me, man. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think it is for a lot of people. You know, it, it really is to understand that for, for those who have not been here, and again, we welcome all of your audience uh, to come. We've had so many people come from L.A. and California and, and across this nation uh, in recent memory to, to learn more about uh, racial reconciliation and many of the things that Brian Stevenson, the Equal Justice Initiative, oh, yes. uh, have been t have been talking about and really pushing forward through their museum and, and monument here. So we welcome people to come, but you got to think of this. You can be right outside the front door of Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, and you don't have to have a great arm 
but you can throw a rock and it'll land on the steps of the state capital of Alabama. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> and so many people don't recognize that uh, in terms of a movement that was being led by the pastor of that church at 26 years old, which, which again, I think so many of us forget just how young he was at the time, mm-hmm. in a city, in a city, if I could say this as a native son, that wasn't all together for this movement, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so, so, so it, 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 took, it took a lot of courage on his part and those that, that were for the movement, but for so many, they, they were fearful and understandably so of domestic terrorism. They were fearful of what the reprisals might be. And so when you consider uh, the church and the proximity, and then you think about where the parsonage is just a few blocks away that was firebombed as mm-hmm. well, yep. it brings it all home, I think, for a lot of people when they, when they take this tour and they can walk it. And they say, well, I'm from this city or that city. I didn't realize it was this close. It literally was that close. But there again, as you said, the politics were chasms apart from the movement of social justice at that time and in some ways still remains so. No, there was, a, there, there was and still is a huge chasm politically between the ways in which black people are treated or maltreated in the state of Alabama uh, in a movement that was led by Dr. King. And you heard the mayor say you could literally, if you got a good arm, uh, you can throw a rock, a uh, baseball, from the front of Dexter Avenue and hit the steps of the state capitol. Montgomery is the state capital of Alabama. Uh, and I first went there and saw that. It was sort of amazing to me. I'm glad he mentioned the name Brian Stevenson. Brian Stevenson is a great American, dear friend of mine, dear brother. And the work that Brian Stevenson is doing uh, for criminal justice reform in this country, and he's the one that gets all these brothers out of prison who've been wrongfully accused, some on death row. Brian Stevenson is an amazing amazing brother and for his work to be headquartered in montgomery is another um uh, another uh, crown in the jewel uh of mayor stephen reed city of montgomery alabama more conversation with mayor reed when we come forward on kbla talk 1580 let's unpack a little bit more with tavis smiley the conversation continues right now right now right it now. does indeed with the first african-american to lead the city of montgomery alabama this historic and iconic city uh, has as its mayor, our friend and brother, Mayor Stephen Reed, who I'm honored and humbled to be in dialogue with uh, in this hour as we celebrate the King holiday today. All three hours of this program, we have been unpacking what King called the triple threat facing this country, racism, poverty, and militarism. In our first hour, we were joined by the brilliant UCLA Professor of Public Intellectual Robin D.G. Kelly talking about racism in America. In our second hour, we were joined by uh, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter LA, Dr. Melina Abdullah, talking about militarism uh, in America. Uh, And we began this hour in conversation with Dr. Algernon Austin talking about poverty and income inequality and economic immobility. So we have tried to unpack for you in three hours of this program today that triple threat, uh, the three major evils facing our democracy Racism, poverty, and militarism. King said it 60 years ago, six decades later. Here we are still dealing with racism and poverty and militarism. King could not have imagined when he was pastoring the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in the 50s, 1954 to be exact. He arrives at Dexter Avenue uh, Baptist Church in Montgomery and could not have imagined in the 50s uh, that in the 2020s, that city would have an African-American mayor. His name is Stephen Reed. So he is a a, a walking piece of history himself every day in the great city of Montgomery. Let let me let me ask you this. Um, 
to my mind, I have these conversations all the time with friends and intellectuals. Uh, there is no moment, there is no moment to my mind, Mayor Reed, that is better than the example of black unity than the Montgomery bus boycott. For mm-hmm. all the things that black people have collectively achieved uh, historically and certainly in the life and times of one MLK, there is, to my mind, no better example in the history of black folk in the Americas that I can think of that speaks more appropriately, more viscerally to what black unity can achieve than the Montgomery bus boycott. That story that we all know so well still gives me goosebumps every time I think about it, that all of these Negroes for one time for months at a time. It is hard to imagine today that you could get 12 Negroes to agree on anything, much less an entire city of Negroes. Everybody came off those buses and they carpooled and they they helped each other out and they 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 rented vans to get people around the story of the unity of black people in that Montgomery bus boycott is the preeminent example in my mind of what black unity can achieve. That's just me. You're the mayor of the city. What do you make of it? I think you're 100% correct. Uh, I think what happened um, during that time is is so significant that I think we sometimes take it for granted that we could just roll out and do this again. Exactly. And I don't know that, that, that we could, even with all the technology. Often when I'm talking to uh, college uh, groups or even high schools and so forth, I have to remind them that there was no social media. Mm-hmm. There was no uh, Facebook. There, there, there were these things that we utilize now to try to mobilize movements. Uh, they had to do this from the printing press. If we think about Joanne Robinson, uh, you know, even when there was still some doubt about whether or not how far to go and when to move forward, and she was already over there with the Women's Political Council uh, you know, printing off those flyers to stay off the bus. And when we think about uh, all of the people that were involved in it, every level and the sophistication, uh, Tavis, that's one of the things I think that kind of gets lost is the sophistication and the strategy. And, and I like to say that if this were a movement led by white men, it would be viewed differently, mm. uh, not just through an emotional sense, but an intellectual, a strategic a tactical sense of how this was pulled off yeah. uh, for well over a year. And in talking with uh, attorney Fred Gray recently, I, I heard him just recount those early days uh, of what was expected, what happened and just how it grew and then just how it moved on. And I think to your uh, comments, it shows what is possible when the black community comes together and sets his mind and focuses on whatever yeah the goal and objective may be, what is possible. We had Fred Gray on this program some months ago on the occasion of his receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, Fred Gray, dear friend and brother, I was honored to have had him on this program, and I'm honored right now uh, to have on this program the mayor, the first African-American mayor to lead the city of Montgomery, Alabama, Mayor Stephen Reed. Our remaining moments with Mayor Reed when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. 
conversations that matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. I've got just three minutes left uh, with uh, Mayor Reed in this conversation right quick. Mayor Reed, um, all these years after King's assassination 55 years ago, this year is the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. Uh, King mm. took over that church, Dexter, in the 50s, the mid-50s. Uh, very quickly, what are you wrestling with as mayor of the city of Montgomery these days, specifically with regard to black people? Uh, what are they up against? We've been talking all day about racism, poverty, militarism. What are what are the struggles that black people are encountering these days in Montgomery, Alabama? You know, I, I, that's a great question. I think what black people are encountering in so many other uh, communities, and we're certainly glad to have, uh, another mayor, uh, black mayor, uh, Mayor Bass, joined us as the African-American Mayor's Association, where I'm the second vice president there. I know you work with uh, the first black mayor there, Tom yes. Bradley. We stand on those shoulders of, of those mayors that, that were battling post-civil rights era with so many of the challenges that, that you just laid out, and Mayor Bradley was certainly one of those. You know, we're, we're dealing with affordable housing, uh, homelessness, uh, poverty and economic inequality, those are the predominant issues and certainly funding public education and funding public health. Those are the things that we really want to be more active uh, in from City Hall. And those are some of the challenges that, that we see here. And that's not to uh, be dismissive of what uh, is happening around public safety. Uh, those are always things that we're working to combat and to be uh, proactive and to bring more programming to the community. But the big piece, uh, Tavis, is really what we see in so many communities. It doesn't matter if it's Newark or Montgomery, New Orleans or Oakland. It is how do we help black communities really come closer to the American dream and what can we do from our positions here in City Hall to make that more of a reality? I don't know that there are many things with regard to the triple threat that he framed for us racism, poverty, and militarism. I don't know that there's much in those frames that would make King smile were he here today, uh, 55 years after his assassination, even as we celebrate his life and legacy on this holiday and what would have been his 94th birthday yesterday. I can assure you, uh, given how elated he was to campaign for and to see Carl Stokes become mayor of Cleveland, even though Carl Stokes didn't give him the love he deserved after he won, um, I know that Dr. King would be thrilled to know that all these years later in the place where he first started pastoring, uh, there is a black mayor now uh, in the city of Montgomery, Alabama, the birthplace of the civil rights movement. Mayor Reed, congratulations, my friend and brother. Good to have you on this program. I'll, I'll take you up on that offer. I'll be to Montgomery before you know it. We're going to hang out in Montgomery, man. I look forward to it. All right. You stay strong. Thank you so much for the invitation. My yes, pleasure. Happy King Day to you. That's our show for today. Time to make room now for the KBLA Midday Money Chain. Up next, the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson, followed by Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Najah Roberts. Old money, new money. Either way, we got you covered here on KBLA Talk 1580. Happy King Day to you. Enjoy the rest of the day. Uh, And um, thank you for tuning in to our program. Until tomorrow morning, Lord willing. And as always, keep the faith.